You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. Okay, today we're going to talk about how you can have a 90% success startup rate. Really, you should even have a better than 90%. We, we, if you read the statistics, nine out of every 10 businesses are out of business by the 10th year. Uh, you know, half of them are out of business in the first two to three years, depending on what statistics you look at. So you're saying to yourself, Sean, how can you say you can have a 90% success? Because we don't go about starting businesses the correct way too often. And I'm going to take you through just a few things that if you do these, you'll see how you can quickly eliminate all the losers and, and just start, you know, moving towards a more successful opportunity. So the first thing is, is you. And you know what I'm talking about here. You have met people that have started businesses that are total schmucks. I mean, raise your hand. You're sitting at home. You know what I'm talking about. You, you go to a family reunion and, you know, Billy is over there in the corner. He's never had a job in his entire life. He's talking to you about some business he's going to start. And you and I both know he's an idiot. So the very first quality and the very first of, of the seven things I'm going to talk about, if you want to have tremendous success is you. I mean, are you reliable? Are you resilient? Are you determined? Are you a hard worker? I, I mean, if you're not that person, well then, yeah, there's a high probability you're, you're not going to be successful as a startup founder. So, I mean, everything dies and falls on leadership. So you, you've got to be that person. First and foremost, I don't care how good of an idea you have, you have to be that person. Second thing is, is you beta test businesses before you do a full all out launch. I mean, the reason why I have probably a 90% success rate is because I've beta tested things and I don't view them as an all in business launch. I was just testing the formula to see if some things would work, if some things would validate what I was thinking. And and 50% of the time, my beta tests didn't work. Well, by beta testing right there, I, I, I increased my statistics in half because there was countless businesses I, I could have launched. But by beta testing them first at a very small scale with minimal amount of money with, you know, a certain preset advertising amount, you know, money dollars I was going to put in that would give me a certain amount of customers that I could test. I had certain numbers that I wanted to meet. And if I got the result I wanted, then I would just 10x what I was doing in my beta test. But after the beta tests, I got the information that, hey, this was not going to work. This wasn't even close to what I was thinking. This cost too much money to actually implement. I couldn't hire people to do what it is I wanted. I did not get the, the type, enough interested buyers after doing the marketing. And the list goes on and on. If you just follow the first two things I just shared, I've probably eliminated 75% of, of business failure and why you can be in the 90%. Okay, because I talk about the five musts of a successful startup. Today, I'm just kind of going into part two of that is how can you really get in this 90% thing? When you start a business, number three, you want to have a monopoly. Well, how do you say that? How can I be first? You can have a monopoly through a variety of different means. You can either be the only one in that industry 
which is extraordinarily rare, or you could so outmarket your area that you have the monopoly. When I go to look to start a business, a small business, I look to see who's marketing it. Okay, I, I mean, I, you know, I'll do Google searches and see the rankings and see if I've ever seen them advertise. If, my, if there's competition out there, but they're not advertising, I, I can have a monopoly because I'm going to yell louder more often than all these people. And, and within two years, nobody's going to even know they exist if they even know they existed now. So when you go out to create a startup, you have to think monopoly. Competition, it, it, competition creates a, a commodity where you all have to kind of price pretty close to each other. And that's the last thing you want. When you have a monopoly on something and you look at, you know, you know back at the turn of the century and all the, the people that made themselves extraordinarily wealthy, Carnegie, all the way through, and you look at Bill Gates with, let's just look at the businesses that are the most valuable right now. They have a monopoly without really creating a monopoly. Example, when you think of online shopping, you think of Amazon, but yet there's, everybody sells online, but Amazon has the monopoly. So follow my train of thought here. They have the monopoly. When you think of, uh, you know, chicken sandwiches, you think of Chick-fil-A. Now, wait, wait, everybody's, I mean, you got a lot of people that sell chicken sandwiches. Monopoly sells, I mean, McDonald's sells chicken sandwiches. KFC sells chicken sandwiches. Uh, Bojangles sells it. Popeye, I mean, you go all the way down the line. But Chick-fil-A, through extraordinary marketing, has the monopoly. There's a lot of cars that are electric now. But when you think of electric cars, you think of Tesla. They have the monopoly on nice electric cars. And you think of phones. I mean, it's like an iPhone and everything else. But there's a lot of people, Google sells phones. I mean, there's a lot of people selling phones. But Apple has the monopoly. So, if you want to have a 95, you know, 90, 95%, you know, I'm just talking high probability of success. You want to create a monopoly. And if that doesn't mean you're first, we go with Google. Google has a monopoly on searches. But yeah, there's still Bing and Yahoo out there, but you never think of them. Create a monopoly and you can do it through your marketing. But don't go into a business where you don't think you can create this monopoly. I mean, you got to carve out a niche and yell louder and more often, often than everybody. And that's how you create it. Okay, next, if you're looking for high probability of success, this is me talking, okay, just the simpler the better. I, I mean, I love what Warren Buffett says on, the, on, on difficulty and under, you know, understanding things. He says, I would rather multiply everything by three than by pi. And he has a way of just making the most complicated things just so darn simple. He goes, you know, he, he's like, I, I don't look for anything that's difficult. I, every business that we have, Dairy Queen, Fruit of the Loom underwear, you go all the way down the line. These are fairly simple businesses that we have. And I love it. Goes, I'm not looking for things that are multiplied by pi. I'm looking for things that are multiplied by three. The simpler, the better. Okay, next, you want to look for margins that allow for cash reserves, great hires, and aggressive marketing. 
all three. You, if there's no margin, one, you, you can't market. There's, not, there's just not enough ammunition there. Next, you can't make the great hires. It's the, the great hires are what help you scale your company. I mean, if you, look, you go back to Facebook, you know, you take, you know, he hires, um, golly, and I'll, I'll forget her name for just a second, and, and it'll hit me in just a second. When I can, whenever you want to know something, it, it, it kind of leaves you. But obviously, if you look back at, my, at um, Facebook, and they had a hardest time monetizing the business. It was just they, they couldn't make any money on it. And then he brings on an incredible hire, and I'm going to think of that name and get it set into the podcast. And then the next thing is it's it's history. Sharon Sharon Sanborn, there it is. Okay, golly, I couldn't find it there to save my life. I was pulling on it and pulling on it. I couldn't find it. It's those extraordinary hires, and they're not cheap hires. So if you want to have this great startup, if your margins aren't enough for you to market, for you to make a great hire, and for you to have reserves, you know, you're going to be in trouble. All right. So next, you want to build a staff effortlessly. You, you, it, you can't hire unicorns. There are very few of them out there. Like I talked about the, the last point, the Sharon Sanborns, that, you know, you don't find these type of people. Okay. The, the, you know, the extraordinary hires, there's not that many of them. So you need to be able to hire good staff fairly effortlessly. And then finally, is can you niche down? You know, find a good industry and then niche it. And niche it. Why? Because it's kind of going back to what I said about a monopoly. When you're, when you, if you can be the only one offering something or the one that everybody thinks about, you have such an opportunity to create your own pricing. So what we talked about today is if you're trying to massively increase your success rate in startups, You've got to be that person, that resilient, that determined, that hard worker, you know, fairly bright person. You know, these are qualities that most really sharp founders have. Number two is beta test it before you go into an all out launch. Test it at the most minimal scale possible to get the information you need. Number three is create a monopoly and do that through your advertising. Okay, the simpler, the better. Margins, if you have good margins and you can have great margins when you have a monopoly, you can build cash reserves. You can do the great hire, the Sharon Sanborns that I talked about, and you you can do aggressive marketing. Okay, you want staffing to be effortlessly. It cannot be like trying to hire a unicorn. And next is see if you can niche down. See if you can go within a really robust industry, but then niche into something particular. Why? Because going back to what I said, the monopoly part. All right. What we talked about today is how you can improve your success rate in your startups. And I encourage you to go back and listen to these. And I apologize for lingering on that one point when I could not think of Sharon Sanborn's name there for a while. But thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It continues to do extraordinarily well. It's brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital marketing company. If you actually want to work with someone who's going to, you know, give you a strategy where you can, you know, overcome your competitors, where you can understand what it is you're doing. They work with my companies. They do an incredible job, gigstrategic.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again soon.